All right, this is Dark Days Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and tonight I'm joined by Chig. How's it going, Chig? Going pretty good, Mike. How you been? Oh, I've been uh, I've been great. You know, been hanging out, been really really busy, working overtime and other stuff. Um, but I have actually finally done a little bit of gaming in 2022, uh, which is nice, and uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But I just want to bring up what the uh, main topic of this episode is, which is, of course, playing houses in World of Darkness and Chronicles of Darkness. I know it's been uh, asked about repeatedly uh, by at least one individual, and I thought we'd uh, cover it uh, for today's episode because it's actually a surprisingly deep and complex topic for these horror role-playing games. Yeah, I can't wait to get into it. Yes, but before we do that, let's get to a game update. So, I uh, have been playing some games, um, mostly just the Arkham Horror living card game, uh, which is um, pretty good, Chig. You know, it's a fantasy flight card game where you uh, uh, get to play as investigators in a Lovecraftian Call of Cthulhu kind of universe, uh, a bit more action-oriented than the uh, traditional Call of Cthulhu investigations. And you, uh, you investigate these decks of cards, which can form either like a story uh, trajectory or like a building, that sort of thing. And uh, um, my main complaint, actually, is that the game is uh, way less efficient than a role-playing game. You know, we were sitting there playing this, and it took us maybe like <clears throat> 90 minutes to two hours to get out of the ghoul house for the first scenario. And I was just like, yo, this if this was a role-playing game, that would have been 30 minutes tops, even with Call of Cthulhu Combat and that sort of thing. So it's really, it's inefficient. And, you know, I feel like a lot of these adventure board games and such, uh, which try to emulate the, uh, the role-playing story experience, are always just pale in comparison and just very inefficient. I don't know. What do you think, Chig? Well... Again, it's been a long time since I played that initial scenario, but uh, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it take longer because the uh, the enemies that you're facing, the ghouls in the house, don't they move from like the basement to the to the attic and back and forth? So a lot of the time taken up is taken up by NPC movement that you would just hand wave away in a traditional role playing game. Sure. Sure, that is one part of it. They do move around, um, and that can affect things and, and make it more difficult for you. Um, actually, I do like the mechanic they have for kind of evading and trying to avoid the monsters. I think that's a really good option um, because sometimes you want a character who doesn't fight and just kind of avoids the, uh, the situation, which I think is pretty cool. But anyway, that's our brief uh, review of the Arkham LCG. And I do understand that uh, it's got a lot of fans and it does expand quite a bit with the stories and the adventures from that base set. And uh, I will probably play some more and uh, check those out. You know, I'm really excited for the uh, standalone scenario, The Blob That Ate Everything. Sounds fun. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, with, with that, let's, uh, let's talk about the news a little bit. Jake, what kind of news do you have for us? Well, we here at Darker Days Radio would like to welcome a brand new podcast to your podcatchers. Changeling the Podcast from Josh Hillerup and Puka Gar released its first episode this past Monday, as we're recording this, March the 21st. If you're a longtime Changeling fan like myself or just someone curious about the game line, I, I recommend that you give it a listen. Um, the first episode is very informative. It's very... Uh, deepen the knowledge and uh, you can tell that uh, Josh and uh, Pukagar are huge fans of the game and uh, 
I look forward to hearing many more episodes as they release them. Uh, if you are wanting to listen, like I recommend you to do, uh, you can find new episodes at changelingthepodcast.com. Outstanding, outstanding. Yeah, it's really great to have this podcast because, of course, Walking Away from Arcadia, I believe, ended uh, not too long ago. So having a, a new team step up to uh, give us more changeling goodness and really get into that specific exploration of that setting is awesome. So definitely good luck to Joshua and Puka. And uh, Chig, let's get on to the main topic tonight, houses in the world of darkness. All right, Mike, you and I both know we've discussed it uh, in the show in the past. In the world of darkness, people want to play a character who belongs somewhere, right? Character who can grow to accommodate the other characters into their personal narrative. A character who can one day, with time and experience and attention, rise to the top of their splat's power dynamic and lead the way into the night. In short, based on all that we've just covered, I think we can all agree, people want to play houses. They want to play houses, they want to play shops, they want to play other buildings. And finally, with this this episode of Darker Days Radio, we're going to tell you, the listener, how to do just that in several game lines for both the World of Darkness and the Chronicles of Darkness. Yeah, and it's, it's, Chick, it's ingenious. It's ingenious. You know, one author out there during the development of Demon the Descent, I, I assume it was Rose Bailey, you know, because this is just so insightful, said, hey, you know what? I don't know. Why don't we have a demon house? And the writers just rolled with it. But they really caught on to something, Chig, because millennials these days, none of us can afford houses. And being able to play a house in one of these horror role-playing games is the ultimate power trip. And I think that's why it's caught on so so fiercely here in the uh, the Chronicles of Darkness and World of Darkness community. So let's start off by talking about the Demon House in Demon the Descent, which was originally introduced in the core rulebook, and it actually only requires two things, which is that the demon begins with a building as their cover, and also take the Demon House exploit. Now, Demon the Descent is a kind of wacky game where the Unchained need to create or steal a cover identity to hide from the God Machine and his angels. Uh, These demons usually use a human as a cover, you know, kind of lurking unsuspectingly amongst the mortal population, unless they go loud and reveal their techno-demonic form. But, and this is the interesting thing, they can also hide and use a building as their cover. So the demon house exploit therefore allows the demon to meld with a real structure. If successful, they can listen to phone conversations in the building, they can hack stuff, they can even appear in mirrors to like terrorize the inhabitants. But on a dramatic failure, the demon is trapped in the house unless they flip out, go loud, and, and then go and destroy the structure in the process. So, I mean, that right there is a pretty fun story idea. <clears throat> Unfortunately, staying in the demon house uh, permanently risks exposure for the demon, which means their cover can be blown. So this exploit, as written in the core rulebook, means that the demon will occasionally need house to adventure using a different cover. But, you know, thinking about that, Chig, 
I'd recommend that storytellers let demons go perma-house, because I think it's a lot harder for angels and the god machine to detect something wrong with a brick wall than with someone that's, say, hacking the IRS database. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, obviously, that's that's the way you want to go. If you're gonna if you're if you're gonna play Demon the Descent, you don't want to be out there in just you know Joe Schmo's body because mm-hmm. Joe Schmo one one wrong uh, step out into the street and you're splattered by a bus. But you know, if you're Joe House, hey, that bus is gonna ram into you and the bus is gonna get wrecked. Wonderfully insightful, really, really insightful. Now. The Demon House was only the beginning, and several other builds have followed for many different game lines. And Chig, of course, you were a trailblazer with the Deviant House build using just the Deviant Core book. Could you uh, fill us in on that one? I would love to. So longtime listeners will remember back in episode 179 from last year, uh, we were discussing Deviant the Renegades. And as a challenge, I said that you could make any kind of character you could think of in this game from, you know, your bog standard X-Man, you know, a mutant with superpowers, to the X-Mansion. So, as a challenge, I did. In episode 180, I used the Deviant Core book to create the character Mason LeBrock, a man who had fused himself with his housing complex and now only feels at home when he is his own home. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And uh, people can actually find that character sheet on our blog, and you can go back and listen to that episode as well. And uh, this build actually does have some specific variations to use in Deviant the Renegades. Um, you know, I think specifically uh, you called out that integrated technology, being able to integrate with the house itself was very important. Uh, electrokinesis really gives you a lot of uh, abilities to manipulate people that are in your house or even away from the house by uh, manipulating the, the uh, power grid itself. And then, of course, omnicompetence so that you can, uh, you know, chip in or insert that VHS tape and uh, get all the knowledge or skills that you need. Right, because none of us were born a house, though we all wish we could have been. So we don't have the skills necessary inherently in our day-to-day life to be a house, mm-hmm. but with omnicompetence, you can learn. Exactly. Exactly. Now, we don't want to just focus on the Chronicles of Darkness games here, um, but, but those are, of course, ripe for houses, and we'll get back to that later. But uh, what about the world of Darkness, Chig? Well, to begin with, uh, and to harken back to our news, uh, everybody who plays Changeling the Dreaming knows that the noble she are divided among the seely and unseely houses. Uh, those are groupings that define how a she sees their role as leader and ruler of the Fae, from the noble but flawed House Gwydion to the brutal House Baylor. But did you know that there is a whole entire kith based on playing a house? Uh, it's only found in the long out-of-print German supplement, and I'm going to uh, butcher the name here because I do not speak German. Uh, but the name of the supplement is Trolle Trauma Tiefwolder, uh, and it introduced the Victel kith, uh, who are house spirits who are literally and spiritually tied to their home. Their birthrights give them absolute control over whatever building they consider to be their home, and damaging one, the one of them can cause damage to the other. Uh, it's a real fun way to play the game, uh, because, you know, who doesn't want to be a house? No, I mean, that's really interesting. Um, and, and 
from what I've seen from the, the Kith, and I mean, we've only been able to use Google Translate on this, so I mean, it's, it's not the most accurate, but it does give you a lot of abilities to kind of project power and do things outside of the house, although that is really the main focus of your game. So I think the writers were being really, really pretty insightful when they, when they came up with that one, giving you a lot of options. And honestly, this is just crying out for a Changeling 20th anniversary update. Uh, they 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 took the Wolpertinger from the same book and put them in the C twenty four book, but for some reason the poor Wicktail were just completely ignored. But fan supplements, yeah, yeah, that is a great option right there. And then with uh, with Doom the Fallen, uh, I mean, there's an entire source book about this, which is the Earthbound. You know, it's very easy for an Earthbound to uh, be attached to the land, be attached to a specific object like an urn. Or a structure, uh, and you know the um, layer of the hidden source book kind of hints that uh, the demon. Uh, I can't remember the name of the demon, but the demon in that is an earthbound that is, of course, bound to the castle itself. So that is a uh, a great example of a, another demon house that you can use in the world of darkness. Sure, and there isn't really a tradition or convention in mage the ascension that focuses on playing as a house they they like to you know broaden things up back there in the old world of darkness uh it's easy enough to work into any number of paradigms uh from the bio buildings of the progenitors to the house party sect of the cult of ecstasy uh there are several factions uh, within mage the ascension that use life prime and mind to basically grow themselves into buildings mm. It's a, it's a real fun way to play the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not too familiar with this, but Chig, wouldn't... It, it would be hard to, as a house, fully project your Ascension ideal, right, in the Ascension War that's going on. You'd only have a very limited uh, ability to, to influence people unless they went into your house. Well, that's... That's why God invented the correspondence sphere, Mike. Then you can be in multiple places at once. Interesting. Very interesting. I didn't think about that, but again, I'm not the I'm not the mage guru around here. So that's that's really great. Yeah, you can teleport around, have it one of those uh be like a structure that mysteriously appears and draws people in, you know, kind of an oasis, if you will, out in the desert. Right. A mobile home. Indeed. Indeed. Now I'd also like to point out that in uh Vampire the Masquerade. While not playable, the Zemitsi antediluvian was a house character too. Uh, Knights of Prophecy rumored that the eldest came a cathedral of flesh underneath New York City, which is pretty gross, but uh, there's an idea right there. Sure, and while you can't play the eldest, there's nothing in the rules that stop you from having your Zimish use vicissitude to turn yourself into a house, uh, then dominating and f- flesh crafting your favorite ghoul, or hey, you know, Spread that around. Get a couple of ghouls uh, to look exactly like you did before you became their home. I mean, it's not forbidden or anything. Not in the rules of the game. But, you know, maybe by the rules of good taste. No, I think it's good. I think it's a good character concept right there. I'd play it. I'd allow it. So let's get back to Chronicles of Darkness. um, Because we can build houses in a few more game lines. And uh, some of these builds may surprise you. So first, you're probably wondering, what about a vampire house? Well, you know, we just talked about the Cathedral of Flesh. That's for Vampire the Masquerade. And Vampire the Requiem, you can't easily make a vampire house. 
but you can make a vampire treehouse. So there's a concept in the 2005 ghouls source book called the Mandragora, uh, which is a type of ghouled plant. So you could play a house that has been covered in mandrake ivy or other mandragoran plants, uh, making it a living and playable place. So the exact rules for playing a mandragora are a bit vague. They're mentioned at the end of the uh, character creation section on page 91, but it's not clear what applies with the ghoul template. So here's my recommendation. Uh, I think that you should pick out the structure points for a tree or maybe a wooden house in the uh, Chronicles of Darkness core book, and then start picking your disciplines. Um, the Mandragora house can easily assist the coterie with uh, fast-growing root tendrils, you know, kind of following them along to uh, assist in, in a, uh, a far-off situation. Or they could turn into mist uh, with uh, Protein 5. Or maybe the Mandragoran house will travel in the astral plane using Auspex 5. Of course, if you're, if you're playing a treehouse, you don't have to worry about being staked. Well, you're a ghoul, so that, that correct. Correct. You're right. You're right. You don't have to worry about that. Um, did Chig, wait, I didn't even think about that. That If you have like the wooden roots, you could easily stake others. That's a huge advantage for this build. Wow. Exactly. That's why we keep you around, Chig. And then, so after Vampire, of course, uh, Werewolf came out. But, I mean, you can't, you can't play a house in Werewolf. Well, actually, in the mostly ignored first edition book, Skin Changers, uh, the Werewolf the Forsaken game line introduced various shifters of other types. Um, they, were, they were trying when they started uh, Werewolf to get away from the uh, kind of, you know, league of superheroes, different yeah, are, types wait, of shifters. Chick, but they, they, they very quickly... Chick, Chick are, you, are you thinking of skin changers or changing breeds? Because I always get those two books mixed up. And changing breeds is usually the one with all the uh, all those like insane character concepts that were totally rejected by 90s White Wolf. And the one that has a lot of werewolf dicks. Are, uh, I'm, so anyway, please continue, continue. But I think you're, I think you're, I think you're talking about changing breeds here. Yeah, yeah World of Darkness oh changing gosh. breeds. Oh, you are absolutely correct. I am okay, so well, sorry. I mean, to the listeners out there, it's one or the other. So I don't, I, unfortunately, I don't have those books anymore. So uh, I just recommend just, just checking for where this is. But No, you're, you're absolutely right. You're I don't absolutely want to confuse right. things uh, here, Jake. The... I don't want to confuse things, but... I would just recommend right. it you know, readers, listeners, do your research and, and just check for which one this is in. But please continue. Do better research than I did. <laughs> <laughs> in the first edition book, Changing Breeds. Allegedly. The Werewolf the Forsaken game line introduced shifters from other types of, uh, of animals. So, you know, they wanted to start with werewolves and be real strong on werewolves. Try to get away from uh, werewolf, the apocalypse that had, you know, the, the best at the cats, mm -hmm. the the Nuisha, the, the coyotes, and so on and so forth. But changing breeds, they brought brought back a whole bunch of, uh, of other animal types of shifters uh, and included toward the very back of that book after the were-ravens and the were-bears and the were-cats, uh, there were rules for playing the Rorklivu, which are living stores of spiritual energy. You know, warehouses. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not bound in the same way that a, a werewolf is traditionally by lore as uh, being, you know, a, uh, a human most times, but then turning into this, uh, this storage warehouse, if you will, uh, by, the, uh, 
by the light of the full moon, but it's definitely an interesting concept with uh, uh, a lot of things you can do with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they have their own stories out there to tell, or they can uh, help out a traditional Uratha pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good. And then, Chig, uh, you also want to talk about uh, Promethean the Created a little bit. Right. So there aren't any Promethean houses anymore. But like the Shabalbums, Shabalbans mm-hmm. and the Colossoi, uh, the Maison are an extinct lineage who serve as forerunners to, to the unfleshed. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they were created when particularly skilled architects infused too much of the spark of life into their creations. Um, unfortunately, they died out because the disquiet that they created and their immobile nature meant that once they were built, nobody wanted to live in them or, indeed, the surrounding neighborhood. Uh, so they're still extant, but no longer living corpuses can be found at the center of numerous ghost towns throughout the American West. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And I think this is a really clever idea from the writers of Promethean 2nd Edition, because there's nothing that says that Pandorans can't be houses or structures. They, they don't need to be like little little like weird spider things skittering around or some sort of a kind of perverse version of a Promethean. They really could just be this static structure sitting there waiting for the Azoth, for Promethean to step into it. Right. They're the they're that that creepy old house at the edge of town that nobody wants to visit, but nobody really knows why anymore. Yeah. You just it just kind of creeps you out when you walk by. Indeed. Indeed. And sometimes the Promethean's drawn to it. Yeah, it's a great concept. It's a great concept, Chig, and it really highlights some of the awesome ideas that writers have had for houses in World of Darkness and Chronicles of Darkness. But you know, Chig, I was really disappointed when the Contagion Chronicle uh, Player's Guide came out a couple months ago, and it didn't have any rules or insight for combined parties or combined groups or coteries of houses. So, Chig, I think it's up to us to figure out how storytellers need to handle a house party. Yeah, absolutely. We can come up with a couple of ideas right here off the top of indeed, our heads. Indeed. So, uh, here, here's my first idea, Chig. Of course... Classic, classic to uh, suburban fiction. You know, Stranger Things is really popular these days. I think, you know, a nice long road at the end of it, a quiet cul-de-sac, and there are all the houses that are supernatural creatures. We got the tree house. We got the cathedral, cathedral of flesh in the basement. We've got the demon house and everything. And they can all work together in many different ways and project their influence on the rest of the world of darkness or qualms of darkness as needed, right? You can have the tendrils going out, the demon technostic house can be hacking, uh, and of course, oh, I mean, the Victalk, they can easily uh, participate in a lot of the more social, nuanced things uh, with the, uh, the changeling courts themselves. Absolutely. If you want to be a big player in town, you want to, uh, to have a party that rises to the top, then what better way to do that than by playing the town you live in itself? Mm-hmm. Sure, the prince may, the prince of the city may say, "I'm, I'm the prince. I'm in charge." Blah blah blah. But that only goes as long as you know the land itself will allow it. And if you're playing the land, well, hey, 
now who has the power. Exactly, exactly. And I think, Shig, if you grab some of the ideas for uh, territory rules and territory management from Werewolf the Forsaken, especially 2nd edition, that will give you a lot of great ideas for how to run a house chronicle. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all about territory management and, you know, keeping keeping those kids off your lawn. It is indeed. And Chick, I think that's all the ideas I've got for how to play Houses in Chronicles Darkness and World of Darkness. You know, I'm really excited to see if Onyx Path puts out anything more. You know, uh, I definitely encourage people to email them uh, directly and say, hey, we want more Houses for Chronicles of Darkness. Hey, we want uh, some more, like, rules, insights, storyteller tips for Houses. Because, uh, you know, I think, Chig, you and I want those too, just as much as everyone else. Every time a new Chronicle of Darkness or World of Darkness book comes out, the first thing I look for are rules for playing houses, rules for playing buildings, rules for playing houses. I'll, I'll, I'll even take, you know, rules for playing mobile homes or travel trailers. And mm. I, I'm getting more and more upset that I'm just not seeing them in there. And it's, it's, a, it's a, an untapped market. And as, as we said at the, the top of the show, People want to play houses. They do. They do. And with that, I think that's the end of our episode. We are, of course, Dark Days Radio. And you can check us out and all of our different social media at linktree slash darkerdaysradio. Or you can visit our website, which is darker-days.org. Chig, I think that's it for the show. To all our listeners out there, take it easy and have a good night. Stay safe out there. This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com. Occam's Laser.